1: Welcome to the Resident Evil Lorecast, the podcast that will explore the various mediums and lore of the Resident Evil franchise, such as the video games, movies, novels, and more. And here are your hosts, Ariel, Daniel, and Aaron. Something that might interest you. (laughs) Well, welcome back to the Resident Evil Lorecast. I'm your host, Aaron, and joining me, as always... Is some homeless guy named Daniel. <laughs> Sorry, I'm lost. <laughs> and uh, the beautiful, wonderful, amazing Ariel.
0: I'm purposely ignoring you. <laughs> Ariel, hmm?
1: today's episode's special.
0: Oh, I'm so excited <laughs> about this episode.
1: Not only is it the 80th episode of the Resident Evil Lorecast, but is The Resident Evil 4 Remake episode.
0: Yes. Oh, I'm so excited about this episode. But before we start on the episode, we're getting close to 100.
1: We are. Should we do something
0: big for 100? I think Rocky agrees. (laughs) I think we should.
1: Do you have any plans for 100?
0: I have some ideas. I have some ideas, so uh, listeners, stay tuned soon, because I'm going to discuss some things with Aaron and Daniel, so stay tuned soon for some info about what we're going to do for the 100th episode, because I'm thinking of involving everyone, whoever wants to join, but we'll we'll get into it later.
1: It's a dangerous cocktail, Ariel.
0: (laughs) For the danger. I don't know, but stay tuned because we'll have some exciting news on how we're gonna celebrate the hundredth episode.
1: Uh hundred shots of the uh cocolero.
0: I don't think there's a hundred shots in that <laughs> glass. I'm gonna have to get some more. We'll
1: have to get cocolero sponsors so we can get some free bottles.
0: Also, I can't drink because I'll die.
1: Oh, yeah.
0: I am on a shit ton of medication.
1: (laughs) Fair enough. I like you living. (laughs) We're here to talk about Resident Evil 4 Remake. So.
0: Fuck yes.
1: Where do you want to start?
0: Well, where we always start. But before Daniel starts, I'm just going to say we're going to do one episode of this because we don't need to dive deep like we did in the original But so we're only going to do one episode on this, but it's going to be an awesome episode regardless. So there we go. Daniel.
2: Okay. So as we all know, the Resident Evil 4 remake is the remake of the original that came out in 2005. This one was released on March 24th, 2023. As of the 6th of June, it has sold 3.7 million copies. Holy shit. Now the original looks like it sold nearly twelve million three hundred eighty-eight thousand copies over the course of its release till now. Damn. So it's had some time. But it did come out in two thousand five and this one's only been out this year. But I think with like a couple months. Yeah, and I think it's already made some good headway over the original. That's mostly what I have on this as far as synopsis wise. A little facts about it.
0: The facts of life. Take <laughs> them both and then have you know, facts of life. Facts, <laughs> facts of Resident Evil. <laughs>
2: facts of Capcom. Oh, boy.
0: BTW, I want to see the new Indiana Jones movie.
1: <laughs> She's saying that because I'm sure a trailer popped up. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so we have our grand scope of everything from Daniel Ariel
0: oh let's talk plot because I'm gonna cover the plot because it is just slightly different not really but it is you'll see when I explain the plot oh this awesome ass fucking video game
1: I think you made a mistake Ariel you said awesome and not terrifying
0: Yeah, so <laughs> here we go. In an unknown location deep within Valdelobos Village, a group of Los Illuminados cult members surround a young woman marked with sacrilegious symbols. They prepare to sacrifice her on an altar while chanting mantras and prayers. The woman is forced onto a stone altar where a cult member decapitates her, allowing her blood to soak into the cult's symbol. This is what we get to see. (laughs) So the story takes place six years after the Raccoon City destruction incident. One of the survivors, Leon Scott Kennedy, recounts his experiences during the city's widespread outbreak when he was a rookie cop. He reflects on that day as the death of his inner cop and expresses deep regret over the enormous casualties that followed the government's sterilization efforts. Blaming Umbrella and its B.O.W.'s. Afterward, Leon is compelled to become a government agent and undergoes training in a top secret program. He endures grueling training sessions and participates in punishing missions, honing his skills in weapon handling and close quarters combat under the guidance of Major Jack Krauser. In 2004, Leon is dispatched to Valdolobos, a remote mountainous village in Spain the U.S. Secret Service receives credible intelligence suggesting that Ashley Graham, codenamed Baby Eagle, and the kidnapped daughter of President Graham, was last seen in the area. Leon is joined by two local officers from the Cuerpo Nacional de Policia to assist in the search. During the car ride, Officer Mario Fernandez Castaño informs Leon about the frequent disappearances in the region, including a group of hikers who went missing the previous week. Upon reaching the remote location, Officer Castaño excuses himself into the forest because he has to pee, but goes further in upon hearing strange sounds, deciding to investigate. Concerned about his prolonged absence, Leon ventures outside to search for the officer, while the other one remains in the car. Following Castaño's muddy and bloodied trail, Leon comes across an old rundown hunter's lodge. Inside the lodge, he explores the surroundings, encounters a resident who exhibits peculiar behavior and mutters to himself. Capcom. Oh my God. Leon (laughs) asks the man in Spanish. I just wanted to point that out. (laughs) If he has seen the missing officer, but receives no response. While examining the room, he notices Officer Castaño's bloodstained badge and is suddenly attacked by the deranged man. Despite narrowly dodging the attack, Leon inadvertently breaks the man's neck. Hearing Castaño's screams, Leon follows the sound to the basement where he discovers the officer's mutilated corpse and hears distress signals emanating from the radio before the transmission becomes distorted. In the basement, Leon hears a sudden noise from upstairs and encounters the villager who, despite his broken neck, approaches Leon with tentacles sprouting from his wounds. Leon manages to kill him. Returning to the main part of the lodge, Leon encounters a gathering of other men. He takes cover in another room where he finds evidence indicating that Ashley is being held in Lake Lago, the area, the lake area of Val de Lobos. Leon contacts his agency support operative, Ingrid Hunnigan, to inform her of his discovery. With a lead in hand, Leon evades his pursuers by jumping out of a window and proceeds deeper into the village square. There, he witnesses the ritualistic burning and execution of the remaining police officer by the villagers. Soon, Leon finds himself surrounded by the villagers of Valdelobos, including a a crazed man wearing a sack as a mask and wielding a chainsaw. (laughs) So Dr. Salvatore. Leon seeks refuge in a nearby house, which the villagers and the chainsaw-wielding maniac quickly break into. However, Leon manages to buy himself enough time until the church bell tolls, causing the villagers to become docile, drop their weapons, and retreat back to the town hall. Outside, Leon stands puzzled by the villagers' actions... Feeling confused about the recent events.
1: And utters the words...
0: Where'd everyone go? Bingo? <laughs> I'm so glad they kept that, that line in. So glad they kept that line in.
1: Honestly, they kept everything in, but they changed it. They altered it a little bit at the beginning here to make it so, you know, Leon wasn't, you know, committing home invasion. and.
0: <laughs> yeah, I'll go into that when we discuss it. But yeah, there's... So, alone in the village square, Hunnigan contacts Leon and informs him of a path to the lake near the large windmill. Following the trail, Leon is attacked by numerous farmers and a brute ganado wearing a bull's head. So we get introduced to a new enemy here called the brute. Upon reaching his destination, Leon hears banging noises and discovers a ganado nailing wooden planks against a cellar door. Removing the boards, he enters the cellar and finds a captured man writhing inside a body bag. Leon releases the man named Luis Serra, but their rescue attempt is intercepted by Batoris Mendez, the chief of the local village. Mendez disarms Leon and throws him across the room, rendering him incapacitated. In his unconscious state, Mendez approaches and injects him with the egg of Las Plagas. In his incapacitated state, Leon catches a glimpse of the cult leader, Osmond Sadler, who presents him with their most sacred body, signaling the beginning of a process. When Leon regains consciousness, he finds himself restrained alongside Louis. Louis reveals that he knows about Leon's search for the missing senorita and informs him that there has been talk of moving Ashley to another location, specifically the old chapel in a different part of the village. Before they can delve further into the conversation, a Ganado enters the room and attacks them. Despite the struggle, Leon and Louis manage to overpower the Ganado by entangling it with their chains. Leon pulls his chain forcefully, breaking the Ganado's neck. Louis retrieves the key and frees himself first, with Leon following suit. And after their escape, Leon contacts Hunnigan to share his recent discovery about Ashley's new whereabouts and asks her to conduct a background check on Lewis due to his suspicious demeanor. Making their way out of the confinement area, Leon encounters a character known as the Merchant. <laughs> <laughs> Where are you buying? The merchant is a shrewd businessman who offers upgrades and enhancements for Leon's weapons, as well as new gear and items, while also providing the option to trade valuable items for currency, just like in the original. Continuing his journey, Leon navigates through the treacherous terrain and enters the manor of the village chief, Mendez. While searching the manor, Leon finds a key that is necessary for progressing to the chapel. However, his advancement is interrupted by Mendez. Despite Leon's attempt to shoot him, Mendez shows no visible signs of injury and retaliates by attempting to strangle him. In the midst of the struggle, Mendez notices that Leon's plaga parasite is developing and declares that his blood has accepted the gift. Suddenly, an unidentified woman outside the window shoots Mendez in the head. Mendez releases Leon and gives chase after the woman, leaving Leon perplexed by the notion of the gift Mendez mentioned. After recovering from the attack, Hunnigan contacts Leon and sends her report on Lewis, which infuriates Leon when he discovers Lewis's past association with Umbrella. He regrets not leaving him to his fate, and learns that Lewis worked for Umbrella's research division, where he was highly regarded amongst his peers. However, all the drugs he developed were discontinued before reaching the market. Lewis eventually resigned from Umbrella, and despite efforts to locate him, Following the Raccoon City destruction, he managed to evade detection. As evening approaches, Leon returns to the village square only to find the tower destroyed, blocking his path to the chapel. He ventures through the town hall and reaches a locked church surrounding surrounded by a graveyard. Leon realizes that Ashley is being held inside, but the key to the church is hidden on the other side of Lake Lago to impede his progress. While observing the lake, Leon witnesses Ganado's dumping Officer Castaño's body into the water, where it's devoured by a mutated creature called Del Lago. Leon locates a boat but discovers it lacks fuel. He retrieves fuel from the processing building near the fish farm and sets off on the lake. However, the boat malfunctions, leaving Leon stranded. He narrowly avoids attacks from Del Lago and manages to trap the creature's fin with the boat's anchor. A fierce battle ensues, and Leon emerges victorious as Del Lago sinks beneath the lake's surface. Exhausted and injured, Leon coughs up blood before losing consciousness on the boat. Once again, Leon experiences visions of the cult leader Sadler, who... Proudly declares that he and Ashley will join his coven and receive his holy blessing. Sadler infests Leon with more parasites, causing him intense pain before he wakes up in the same location. Leon steers his boat back to the mainland, and after three hours of radio silence, Hunnigan contacts him again. As night falls, Leon navigates through the area and encounters a ganado with a parasite bursting from its head, now equipped with tentacle razor blades. He ventures through a cave filled with shrines and murals, including one depicting Lake Lago. Finally obtaining the key to the church, Leon begins his return journey. Along the way, he comes across the corpses of two missing hikers with bloody markings, including the girl who was sacrificed on the stone altar. So way back in the beginning, that girl was the missing hiker. On his way back, Leon is forced to battle against another mutated creature, El Gigante, and manages to defeat it as the creature lies liveless on the ground. With or without the help of your faithful companion, the dog. Yes. He eventually reaches the church and enters the premises where he finds Ashley's belongings scattered around. Leon approaches the room where Ashley is confined and she attempts to attack him with a candlestick. Leon disarms her and assures her that he intends to rescue her. However, as they step outside the room, they see hordes of ganados approaching them, as commanded by Sadler in their vision to deliver them to salvation. Ashley and Leon remain cautious as they draw closer to the oncoming threat. Inside the church, Ashley expresses her concerns about their precarious situation, but Leon reassures her and asks her to trust him just as her father did when he entrusted her safety to him. Reluctantly, Ashley agrees, and they venture outside the church. Leon contacts Hunnigan to inform her of their success in rescuing the target, and she arranges for a helicopter to extract them, providing coordinates for their rendezvous. As they make their way to the extraction point, heavy rainfall begins to pour. Leon and Ashley reach the location, only to find themselves surrounded by hordes of ganados. In the distance, Lewis signals for them to seek shelter inside a cabin and they hastily enter for safety. Still harboring anger over his discovery of Lewis's past, Leon confronts him and attempts to interrogate him. However, their conversation is interrupted as the Ganados start closing in on the cabin. Leon and Lewis hide Ashley while Leon defends against the relentless assault from the hostiles. After enduring the onslaught, Ashley discovers an escape route, and the trio flees the premises, with Leon shooting the chains off the clo- off to close the wooden portcullis and cut off their pursuers. Taking a moment to catch their breath, Ashley begins to cough up blood. Lewis approaches and asks if this is her first experience of coughing it up. He explains that it's a symptom of Las Plagas, the same parasite, that has infected the villagers and enslaved them. Ashley is distraught by the revelation. However, Lewis informs them that there is a surgical procedure that can remove the parasite. He bears the scars across his chest, as evidence that he once had the parasite forcibly implanted, but successfully removed it. Lewis reveals that he has a plan that will require their trust, though they're hesitant. Leon questions his motives for helping, and Lewis simply replies that it makes him feel better. Lewis departs, promising to contact them again later. Lewis trudges through the rainy terrain and unexpectedly encounters Ada Wong, who is believed to have perished during the Raccoon City incident. Ada inquires about his progress in acquiring the Amber and reminds him that without it, he won't receive protection. Lewis assures her that. He will retrieve the Amber, and mentions that he also needs to collect something else. Meanwhile, Hunnigan contacts Leon to inform him that the helicopter won't be able to reach their location due to the deteriorating weather. She expresses a desire to provide more assistance, but Leon reassures her that they will safely make it back. The duo presses on, venturing deeper into the region. On their journey, they're suddenly ambushed by more Ganados, including two frenzied female Ganados armed with chainsaws. So you get the Chainsaw Sisters now. Leon and Ashley pass through a checkpoint area where they are once again attacked by the village chief, Mendez, and find themselves being pursued throughout the area, with other villagers hindering their escape at every turn. Leon and Ashley cross a narrow and fragile wooden passage along the edge of a cliff where Ashley's leg becomes trapped in the wooden planks. To buy her time, Leon shoots the Ganado, chasing them, causing the entire passage to collapse. Nevertheless, they both manage to reach the other side. Leon watches as the village chief walks away, continuing his relentless pursuit. Leon and Ashley navigate through an old and decrepit slaughterhouse, where Leon is unexpectedly ambushed by the village chief. Mendez demands that they cease their struggle and submit to the cult's will. Aware that a confrontation is inevitable, Leon urges Ashley to escape from the area while he hurls a fuel tank at the chief and detonates it. However, the explosion barely phases Mendez, who reveals his mutated form and a fierce battle ensues. As the fight intensifies, Leon successfully separates Mendez's body in half but the upper body mutates even further and launches a ferocious attack. Ultimately, Mendez perishes while Leon survives his final encounter with the village chief. Outside, Ashley breaks a nearby window for Leon to escape the burning building. Leon expresses his gratitude to Ashley for saving him and the pair moves away from the structure, drawing the attention of others to the flames. They proceed toward the castle and enter the area just as the gate behind them slowly rises and locks them up. So now we're on to the castle. Upon entering the castle, Lewis contacts Leon and offers a suppressant that can slow down the progression of the parasite. He suggests that the three of them meet in the castle's courtyard and sends Leon a document about the use of specific drugs in the early stages of the Plaga's growth. The document is presented and questioned by head researcher Annabelle Garcia Escadero and researcher Ryan Chin. It explains that the initial symptoms of the Plaga include mild abdominal pain, hematysis, dizziness, and loss of consciousness. The suppressant developed can inhibit the parasite's growth, but cannot completely eliminate it. As Leon continues his journey, he notices a heavily guarded entrance with numerous cult members and artillery. Along the way, he encounters different types of Plagas with heads erupting with wide jaws and four mandibles. He faces resistance from the armed artillery at the entrance, but manages to use the cannon to blow open the entrance door and seeks shelter inside. In the castle, Leon and Ashley come face to face with the Castellan Ramon Salazar, not to be confused with Salabar, who demands that Ashley be handed over to spread the parasite worldwide according to Sadler's will. Leon and Ashley refuse the demand, but they encounter resistance from the Zealots. Nevertheless, they find a way to escape. Deep in the castle's torture chamber, Leon discovers horrifying sights and mutilated bodies, as well as notes from the previous caretaker. While exploring, Leon accidentally falls through a weakened wooden floorboard and encounters a restrained Gerador. He realizes that the man's eyes are sewn shut, but he has developed heightened hearing abilities. Eventually, the Garador breaks free and goes after Leon, forcing him to defend himself. After escaping the chamber, Leon and Ashley continue to navigate through the castle. As they fight their way past Salazar's armed men, they reach the courtyard where Ashley's symptoms worsen. Ashley collapses in Leon's arms, and to his surprise, a puppet-controlled version of Ashley takes hold of his knife and attempts to attack him, but fails. Before Leon can react, a gate separates them and Ashley regains control, horrified what was she has done. Fearing that she may harm Leon again, Ashley rushes away. After the tense situation, Leon contacts Hunnigan to inform her of recent events, but their signal gradually breaks up, leaving Leon in the dark. As he retraces his steps, trying to locate Ashley within the castle, he unexpectedly encounters Ada, Ada notices his lack of surprise at her supposed death six years ago and holds him at gunpoint. However, Leon manages to disarm her and gain the upper hand. Curious about the organization she now works for, Leon questions Ada, but she playfully evades his inquiries. After regaining their composure, Ada suggests that Leon abandon Ashley, whom she believes is doomed in the hopes of another encounter with her. However, Leon firmly rejects the proposal. Running out of time, Ada proposes, continuing their discussion at a later date, and escapes through a window. During his journey, Leon encounters another variation of the parasite that gains mobility and attaches itself to individuals, controlling them to behave erratically and launch frenzied attacks. He is forced to battle a heavily armored El Gigante on top of the castle. With no direct means of attack... Leon maneuvers around the creature as it hurls rocks at him. Eventually, Leon discovers a cannon and uses it to target the creature, causing a fatal blow to its eye and bringing it down. Continuing his progress, Leon is unexpectedly ambushed by the creature, but manages to evade its grasp, leading to its demise. While exploring, Leon finds Ashley in a secluded room, visibly upset. He attempts to approach her, but she recoils in fear, concerned about being controlled again. Leon tries to reassure her... And Ashley notices his symptoms, realizing that he's been affected as well. Leon comforts her, emphasizing that it's it's okay to be afraid, but encouraging her to keep moving forward. He assures her that they will both survive, even though Ashley is uncertain about the possibility. Nonetheless, she appreciates Leon's words of encouragement. And after an emotional moment of connection between the two, Leon is puzzled by Lewis's absence, but receives a contact from him requesting help in the ballroom beyond the courtyard. Leon sets off to reach the designated location. However, upon arrival, they find the door locked, prompting them to search for the cas- search the castle for the necessary pieces to unlock it. Along the way, they encounter armaduras, armors inhabited by Plagas, which they must contend with. As they gather the required pieces and input them, Ashley notices a group of zealots approaching, and Leon prepares to defend them. Unfortunately, one of the zealots traps Leon in a cage, leaving Ashley vulnerable in pursuit. Leon urges Ashley to flee, and while he fights off his own assailants and countless others, Ashley manages to escape and locks herself in a room. Determined not to run away, she decides to find a way to free Leon from his enclosure. Ashley navigates through dilapidated rooms, encountering more armaduras. However, she discovers that she can ward them off using the light from the lantern. Making her way to the floor above, Ashley reassures Leon that she will find a way to free him as she continues her search. Eventually, she acquires the item needed to release Leon, but faces relentless pursuit from numerous armaduras as she makes her way back. Despite the challenges, she successfully opens the door and finds the corpse of the zealot who had trapped Leon. To her surprise, she discovers that the zealot held the key to Leon's cage, which she throws to him. Just as Leon is about to unlock his enclosure, he hears Ashley being abducted by Salazar's servant, Verdugo. Desperate to stop Verdugo, Leon fires bullets at it, but the creature remains unfazed. Helplessly, Leon watches as Ashley is carried away to an unknown location. Outside the castle, Ada contacts her employer to provide an update on her progress. She informs them that she hasn't been able to retrieve the amber yet, but mentions that Leon is assisting her in the retrieval process. Her employer agrees to keep Leon on board for further assistance. After the call ends, Ada notices Verdugo carrying Ashley towards the throne room and quickly informs Leon. Trapped in his cage, Leon receives the tip from Ada, but before he can ask for more information, she abruptly hangs up. On his way to the throne room, Leon encounters Novistadors, creatures created from the combination of the parasite and the womb developed by Salazar's servant, Isidro Talavera. Upon reaching the throne room, Leon witnesses Ashley being held down by zealots their bodies marked with blood. However, before he can take any action, Verdugo tramples him. Helplessly, Leon watches as Ashley is forcefully made to drink a black liquid, claimed by Salazar to intensify her suffering. Ashley writhes in pain as her symptoms worsen. Having satisfied his sadistic intentions by showing Leon the extent of Ashley's suffering, Salazar bids farewell and orders Verdugo to throw Leon into a hole below, causing distress to Ashley. Falling into the abyss, Leon manages to save himself by grabbing onto a chain previously used for executing zealots. As he descends further into the cave, Leon begins the arduous task of making his way back to the surface, and eventually stumbles upon an underground lab. There he discovers notes left by Isidro, who proclaims himself to have transcended the limitations of humanity and become one of Salazar's devoted servants and the executor, Verdugo. Inside the lab, Leon becomes the target of a relentless pursuit by Verdugo, who stalks and hunts him relentlessly. As Leon struggles to restore power to escape the lab, he manages to survive his encounter with Verdugo. Finally, an elevator descends to his floor and Leon finds Lewis waiting with the suppressants. As he waits to reach the floor, Leon's Plaga symptoms worsen and he experiences disturbing visions of a man receiving orders from Sadler to deliver these vagrant children to their salvation. Upon arriving in the mines, Leon sees Lewis standing by with the suppressants, ready to provide much-needed assistance. After injecting himself with the suppressants, Lewis warns Leon that the effects of the suppressant will not last long. However, Leon is determined that rescuing Ashley is still the top priority and is willing to risk his life to complete it. Lewis, referring to himself as Leon's Sancho Panza, decides to accompany him in the effort to rescue Princess Dulcinea. Along the way, Leon expresses his lack of trust in someone who used to work for Umbrella, but Lewis assures him that the company is finished and that he is willing to help Leon to make amends. Moving forward, Leon and Lewis discover a path that leads to the Blast Furnace. In this area, Leon is suddenly grabbed by another El Gigante. Lewis tries to pull him back, but the force of the giant's grasp drags them both. Lewis manages to save Leon from its clutches, and Leon warns him about the imminent attack from a second El Gigante. The two engage in a battle against the two creatures, utilizing the environment to their advantage. With their combined efforts, they succeed in slaying the El Gigantes. After the fight, Leon expresses his surprise that the creatures were being kept in the mines, Lewis explains that the grounds are considered sacred by the cult, and that the parasites are discovered and preserved inside the ancient ambers. With no other viable path forward, Leon and Lewis decide to ride the mine carts through the unstable mines where they are pursued by various ganados. They also pass by the Navistadors' hive, and at the end of the track, Leon and Lewis are forced to jump for their safety and face off against numerous hostels. Finally reaching the lift, the pair boards it, and as they ascend, Leon urges Lewis to confess his past involvement with Los Illuminados and to help them as a way to make amends. Upon reaching the surface, Lewis is suddenly stabbed in the back by Jack Krauser, who is believed to be dead. This revelation shocks and betrays Leon as he realizes that Krauser has been the mole responsible for Ashley's kidnapping and has willingly worked for the Colt. Krauser retrieves the sample and engages Leon in a close-quarters combat duel, wielding a knife. Amidst the fight, Leon attempts to reason with Krauser and understand his motives. Krauser reveals that two years prior, he and his unit were part of Operation Javier, which resulted in the death of all his comrades. He believes that the government allowed their deaths to occur and seeks revenge for their loss. Leon is ultimately defeated in the fight against Krauser, but Lewis manages to save him by shooting Krauser's knife away. Disappointed in Krauser's lack of change, he leaves the scene. Severely injured, Lewis collapses to the ground and gives Leon the key to his lab where they can remove the parasites. He tells Leon that people can change. And with regret, Leon watches as Lewis succumbs to his wounds. Determined to avenge Lewis’s death, Leon separates from him and boards the lift to the surface to confront Krauser. Inside the lift, Ada provides another tip about Ashley's location, which has been moved to the clock tower. She informs Leon that there is still time to save her, and Leon sarcastically remarks that Ada isn't heartless after all. Upon reaching the clock tower, Salazar commands his zealots to stop Leon as he ascends the top. From the top, Leon witnesses Salazar delivering Ashley to Krauser, inside the building, and quickly follows their trail. Inside, Salazar hands over Ashley to Krauser while reminding him to declare his loyalty to the cause. Before Leon can reach them, Krauser carries Ashley away with the drawbridge raised, leaving Salazar to confront Leon alone. Salazar taunts Leon, but Leon has had enough of his games and shoots Salazar in the chest and head, causing him to fall below. Despite Salazar's demise, Leon continues to hear his laughter as he confronts the mutated form of Salazar. Leon navigates the environment, attempting to defeat him. Salazar cries out for Sadler's help, but eventually succumbs to the injuries inflicted by Leon. Emerging from the building, Leon sees Krauser piloting a boat with Ashley as his passenger. Leon hurries to the dock where Ada appears with the key to another boat During the boat ride, Leon opens up to Ada about how he and the world have changed since the destruction of Raccoon City. He reflects on the difficult choices he's had to make, where saving one life often comes at the cost of many others. Leon questions whether Ada has also changed or if she continues to use him for her own agenda, as she did six years ago. However, Ada remains silent and leaves Leon to pilot the boat to the docking point. Arriving on the rocky shores, Leon witnesses heavily fortified defenses and sees Krauser taking Ashley inside the base. Determined to rescue her, Leon successfully infiltrates the base. He discovers that Ashley is being held in a room that requires a level access keycard. Leon sets out to find the keycard, encountering the formidable regenerator creature and their spiky variation, the Iron Maiden. These creatures can regenerate endlessly until the parasites on their bodies are removed, which function as their vital organs. After obtaining the keycard, Leon opens Ashley's cell and finds her condition deteriorating rapidly. With the last suppressant in hand, Leon injects Ashley with the serum, providing her with some temporary relief. Feeling the effects of his own suppressant wearing off, Leon warily sits by Ashley's side waiting for her to regain consciousness. After a period of waiting Ashley wakes up and learns about Lewis's death. She vows to eliminate the parasite in their bodies as a tribute to him. Leon contacts Ada to obtain the location of Lewis's laboratory and she informs them that important facilities are usually situated at the summit. With this knowledge the pair embark on their journey to reach the top. When they encounter a weak wall blocking their path, Ashley takes control of a crane and attempts to demolish it with a wrecking ball. However, this attracts numerous ganados in the area, prompting Leon to buy her enough time to successfully create a hole in the wall. They then board a lift, and during the ascent, Ashley reflects on their moments of effective teamwork and expresses her desire to become an agent like Leon. However, he reminds her that their primary objective is to escape. Upon entering the amber storeroom, Leon and Ashley discover the amber that contained the plaga parasites, as mentioned by Lewis. Sadler and his followers reveal themselves, with Sadler introducing himself as the spokesperson for the cult. In response, Leon shoots Sadler in the eye, but the wound quickly heals. Sadler takes control of Leon and seizes Ashley, commanding her to kill Leon. Ashley struggles to resist and narrowly misses Leon while eliminating the other two followers. However, her gun jams, forcing Sadler and his followers to take Ashley away. Once they are a sufficient distance away, Leon regains control and retrieves his gun. Inside the tent, Leon uncovers information about Operation Javier, a secret operation unknown to the public. The operation took years of planning and involved the selection of highly skilled soldiers. Unfortunately, all the participating soldiers, except for their commanding officer Krauser, died. The reason behind the operation's failure remains shrouded in secrecy, with rumors suggesting a power struggle among those in command, or a direct order from the president himself. Leon also learns about the details of Ashley's abduction, including how the men involved staged engine trouble with her car, transferred Ashley to another vehicle, and subdued her, before placing her in a large container for transportation. Another unit created a distraction while the remaining team infiltrated the investigation database and disabled their networks. Before leaving, Leon listens to a tape left by Krauser, who prepares for a final showdown on the bloody battlefield where the events of two years ago unfolded. As Leon enters the battlefield, Krauser taunts him for his lack of judgment and mocks his inability to save anybody. Leon retaliates by questioning Krauser's own motives for working with a cult. Highlighting the allure of power and how the cult granted that to him. They engage in a deadly fight as Leon strives to make his way towards the tower where Ashley is being held. Overpowered, Krauser begins to mutate his arm and smashes the ground causing Leon to fall. Navigating through dark corridors, Leon reaches the entrance of the tower, but he arrives too late as the drawbridge is raised, and Krauser appears behind him, now with his other arm mutated. The two engage in a fierce duel, and Leon emerges victorious, leaving Krauser incapacitated from his injuries. Accepting his impending death, Krauser tells Leon to do what he must, and Leon uses Krauser's own knife to stab him in the heart, ending his life. In his final moments, Krauser proudly acknowledges that he has trained Leon well, a sentiment Leon agrees with. With the drawbridge lowered, Leon enters the tower, though not without casting a regretful glance back at Krauser's lifeless body. On top of the building, Leon gazes at their heavily fortified sanctuary, where Ashley is being escorted inside by Sadler's followers. As Leon navigates his way towards them, he receives assistance from Mike, who arrives in a combat chopper sent by Hunigan. Approaching a designated landing site, Leon prepares to board the chopper, but their plans are disrupted by swarms of novistadors surrounding the vehicle. The novistadors cause significant damage, resulting in the chopper catching fire and crashing uncontrollably killing Mike in the process. Filled with rage towards Sadler, Leon becomes more determined than ever to end his reign. Upon reaching the sanctuary, Leon finds Ashley lying unconscious on a stone altar. He attempts to reach her, but is confronted by Sadler, who reveals that their bodies and minds are linked through the Holy Body, and tries to persuade Leon into accepting the gift, just like Ashley. Infuriated, Leon lunges at Sadler, but the plaga rapidly spreads through his body, threatening to take control of him. At that moment, Ada arrives and shoots Sadler, providing Leon and Ashley with an opportunity to escape as she fends off their pursuers. With time running out, the pair stumbles their way to Lewis's laboratory, with Leon experiencing visions clouding his sight, yet remaining determined to reach their destination. Utilizing the key entrusted to him by Lewis, they finally arrive at the laboratory, where the process of removing the plogus from Ashley begins, despite the excruciating pain it entails. Relieved that Ashley is now safe from harm, Leon collapses onto the floor, exhausted and overwhelmed. In in his incapacitated state, Ashley helps move Leon for the parasite removal procedure, which is successfully executed. With the Plagas now removed, they are free from Sadler's control and grateful for Lewis's assistance. In the laboratory, Leon discovers that the amber sample has been brought back for further testing due to its unique properties. Lewis finds that it contains the same organ found in Sadler, the dominant species of Plaga, and speculates that when fully developed, it could rival or surpass Sadler's strength. Unfortunately, the sample was confiscated before any significant research can be conducted. Among the documents, Leon also learns about Lewis's prior arrangements with Ada and his betrayal of Sadler and his followers due to the oppression faced by the island's inhabitants for generations. Exiting the cave, Ashley expresses concern for Ada's safety, but Leon assures her that Ada will be just fine. Outside, they notice Ada being held captive, intended as bait to lure Leon out. Sensing the danger, Leon leaves Ashley behind and rushes to free Ada from her restraints. However, he's soon surrounded by swarms of Navistadors, and Sadler himself appears, attempting to strangle Leon. Ada comes to his rescue, allowing them to confront the mutated Sadler, and as they battle, Sadler reveals his plan to spread the Plaga throughout the world, Uniting humanity through the Holy Body, created by war, suffering, and death, in order to create his idea of a parasi- paradise. Leon manages to defeat Sadler, causing him to fall into the sea below. However, Sadler mutates once again, transforming into a massive creature. Leon holds on long enough for Ada to toss him a rocket launcher, which he uses to weaken the creature. Taking advantage of his opening, Leon impales Sadler with his own staff finally vanquishing the mutated monster. Leon tries to retrieve the amber, but Ada grabs it and reveals her true intentions. She explains that she made a deal and offers Leon a ride on the helicopter, but he declines, knowing that this is where they part ways. Ada departs as the island's facilities explode and Ashley arrives, questioning why Ada left them. Before they can discuss further, Leon rushes Ashley, and the two make their way to the dock. Along the way, all of the Ganados die in violent seizures due to Sadler's demise. Leon and Ashley use a water scooter left behind by Ada to navigate the collapsing cave and burning facilities. They manage to escape and witness the island's destruction. Ashley offers to put Leon under her protection but he refuses, acknowledging her capability but suggesting that she needs more training. The two head home as Hunnigan finally establishes contact with Leon. On the helicopter, Ada contacts her employer, Albert Wesker, demanding to know his intentions with the sample. Wesker reveals his plan to accelerate change, sacrificing a 100 lives for the benefit of one and potentially causing casualties in the billions. Shocked by the insanity of his ambitions, Ada holds the pilot at gunpoint and orders a change in their course. Looking outside, she sees Leon and Ashley making their way back home. Relieved to hear that Leon and Ashley are safe, Hunnigan updates the report and walks away from her station relieved and satisfied. And that that is the plot of the RE4 remake.
1: And there are finally no plot holes.
0: (laughs) They yeah I mean I'll yeah I'll get into that at the end of the mid break.
1: Well I guess this is the perfect time for us to go to our mid break. Well here we are. In the middle of the episode What are you buying? What are you selling?
0: <laughs> Who are you thinking?
1: I'm thinking our patrons
2: <laughs> I sound all creepy Because <laughs> the merchants The merchants <laughs> I know but I'm, I'm just uh, I don't care
1: myself. So I have to thank Sorry, we As a team collectively need to Thank our patrons Such as our VIP patrons Oracle Barry King, Cerberus ninety one, Chaoticia, Chris Slate, Dead Dog forty seven, Glenn Meeks, Jay Zoops Jeremy Kelly, Legalize, Queso, Never, <laughs> Lord Salad Bar. There we go. He's back. You,
0: you did that on purpose, <laughs> like on purpose, purpose.
1: Mystery Bemo, Naked Mango, Star Power Bitches, The Compound. The Pumpkin King, The Seven Sins, and William Jackson. We also have to thank our All Access patrons Antique 2 Gen Z, Donnie Shanks, Edward Parks, Remington Cloutier, and we have to thank our official patrons Quatro Hawkes, Ryan Black, Santa B72, and some random guy. So, thank you to our patrons for allowing us to continue. To talk about these lovely things in Resident Evil and, uh, yeah, support us. Thank you.
0: Yeah, thank you, patrons. We really do greatly appreciate it. Not just saying that. And we greatly appreciate you, listeners, because without you, we couldn't gush over how awesome the RE4 remake is. <laughs> <laughs> because it is. <laughs>
1: Oh Well Ariel
0: Hmm.
1: Do you want to go first today? Oh fuck yeah Let's go What do you got today?
0: So I read an article Much like I always do And this one's kind of cool I mean all the articles (laughs) Are kind of cool But So this is from DSO Gaming And the title is These Resident Evil 4 remake mods Add Albert Wesker's Richard Well and DC Douglas voices What? Yeah So, Resident Evil fans, here's something for you today. Modder Blitzkrieg has released two mods for RE4 Remake that add the original voices of Albert Wesker. Using AI techniques, the modder was able to create Wesker's dialogue lines using DC Douglas and Richard Woe. And the results are impressive. You can download these mods from here and here, because they put links in here. And below you can find two videos that showcase these mods in action. And Blitzkrieg has also created an Ada Wong mod that you can download. So, I will have the link for this in the show notes, and... If you uh, click on it in this article, they do have links for where you can download these mods. As well as view them on the videos beforehand to see if you really want them or not. I think it'd be cool to have DC Douglas's voice for Wesker.
1: It would be legit.
0: <laughs> I know Daniel would like that because he's five Wesker.
1: Chris <laughs> uh, It is pretty cool that they modded those in though
0: I actually have his autograph DC Douglas hmm?
1: <gasps> You do I remember that yes, now I do
0: I have his autograph
1: We need to get that framed for you and hung up in the studio I right know Don't you have somebody else's too Bash Yep
0: Yeah Bash the Stampede.
1: That's right I don't have anybody's
2: Good
0: yeah, you do. Yeah. You oh, have right. the same one, but it's easy go. <gasps> oh shit, I do. <laughs> it's the same voice actor. <laughs>
1: I forgot it, it did. Ta-da. Ooh. Wonder who we're gonna get autographs for in uh, Gen Con this year. do,
0: you do autographs I, at Gen Con?
2: You, there's some people like that go there. It depends like a lot of the TikTokers and stuff that are that do DD stuff are there, like the one shot questers and stuff. I know he was there. But I didn't see him.
0: Until. I don't watch TikTok videos.
2: <gasps> I only do on YouTube, not on TikTok. Yeah, so. I don't watch TikTok. I watch you YouTube. watch
0: TikTok videos on YouTube. Uh-huh.
2: Yep. Or Facebook. D&D compilations. Yep.
0: <laughs> anyway, Daniel, what'd you bring for the mid-break?
2: So if you ever find yourself on vacation and you just have that urge to feel like you've worked for Umbrella in the past... <laughs> Aaron did the head smack then you might want an Umbrella Corporation Resident Evil button up Hawaiian shirt (laughs) which you can wear on vacation to still keep your umbrella colors so it is a black shirt with the red and white umbrella logo (laughs) that thing is so fucking ugly or if you're close to retirement and you go to, like, say, Florida to retire, you can wear it there. Anywhere you want to go to vacation. But it's a Umbrella Corporation Res button-up Hawaiian shirt on AnimeApe.com. Looks like they have anywhere between small to 5XL. And this one will be easy for Ariel until they potentially add shipping and tax. But it runs $39.
0: Even. Not bad. Before Not bad
2: before the shipping attacks. So if there's tax, that's probably where your odd going to come in. But yeah, if you want to vacation as a Resident Evil employee, definitely let us know. We definitely want to see you in a Resident Evil Hawaiian shirt. That would be hilarious. Especially if you're vacationing. <laughs> Why do I
1: feel like everybody's going to get this now? And that's... We're just going to get a ton of... <laughs>
2: like beach pictures of a Hawaiian shirt.
0: I'm just saying, if I ever make anything, anything at all, Daniel, you are going to be my advertisement.
2: I try and do the best I can.
0: Like, if I ever need to make a commercial, I'm legit just going to be like, Daniel, do this for me.
2: I can sure meme it. If anybody wants to be a Hawaiian shirt, Resident Evil meme. <laughs> Oh but that is what I have for mine. $39 on animeape.com. Just look up Umbrella Corporation Resident Evil Button Up Hawaiian shirt. Ariel will also have the link somewhere for you.
0: In the show notes. Under the section midbreak.
1: I love how she like has everything super organized too. Can, without you, Ariel, truly this show would not be possible. None of these shows would be possible.
0: Well, I think, I think by now. You all know, I have OCD. So yes, everything is organized. And that's why I hate weird numbers. And I get, after shipping and handling and taxes, I get it's going to be weird numbers. That doesn't bother me because my OCD accepted that that's how it's going to be. Just the number outright. Come on now. (laughs) Just make it a nice, I don't even care if you round up and give yourself more cents. (laughs) Like I will pay those extra cents. Just so the number, you know, is not even as in an even number, but even as in like no sense on there. I didn't
2: purposely look for something even. It just that was what I found.
0: Well, I mean, so yeah. you're lucky this time. I'm lucky this time. I'll see if Mango can find. Yeah, me wait, wait stuff. till Mango gets back on here. I'll have
2: them help me find some things.
1: Mango is currently hunting down Legend of Zelda, Resident Evil, and now Kingdom Hearts things that are both weird and odd numbers, just to let everyone know. (laughs) Uh,
0: He does find really cool shit, though. He really does. I'll give him that.
2: And he's a great voice actor for Leon.
0: No. Like, that sounded like uh, Kermit Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Kermit Schwarzenegger. (laughs) Really did.
2: You should, Ariel, you need to actually go back to the episode and just cut that snippet out. Like as an additional thing, so we can use it for things like part of it. Put it behind. Put some music to it. Some.
1: Yeah, because you could you could
2: release that like as an extra thing. That's like a love letter from Leon. Yeah. Oh my God. Yes. Yeah. Do that. You are entrusted with this, so everyone will suffer the emotional damage. Sorry, Mango. I'm going to tell him about it right now while you go on, (laughs) Eric. All right. So,
1: what I brought to this mid break in honor of Resident Evil 4 remake, we've talked about Leon's jacket. We've talked about Ada's clothes. We've talked about everybody but our boy, Lewis. You ever just wanted Lewis's jacket? Because it's pretty fucking cool.
0: The thought never really occurred to me. But it's a pretty sweet jacket. I mean it is. Yeah.
1: Well, you can have it now if you go to Jacketars. Jacketars. I know, com. And you look up Resident Evil 4 Louis Cera leather jacket. Currently, right now, it is going for $159 even, Ariel. The two for one.
0: And I know some of you out there like it's 159 why don't you just make it 160 because that's not what my OCD focuses on (laughs) it focuses on the cents not the dollar
1: well Ariel I do hate to break it to you but they're also currently doing a 20% off deal right now uh, if you go there and use the code independence so it's going to be odd change again sorry about you
0: That's fine, because I wasn't going to buy this jacket anyways. (laughs) I mean, it's a really cool jacket, but I don't like jackets.
1: So, we have ranges from 2XS all the way to 4XL. The material it's made out of is faux leather. The internal leather is soft, viscous lining. The collar is lapel style. The closure is a zipper closure. And the color is, of course, the traditional Louis Brown. So I would say go and get it They ship worldwide too So some of our international fans This one's for you So uh, yeah go check it out Link will be in the show notes below And on that note I think we're done with the mid break Right Ariel?
0: Yep Okay so uh, Rolling over to Fan roll Dice <laughs> Use our promo code ALMIGHTYC10, which is A-L-L-MIGHTY, the letter C and 10, and save yourself 10% off of your purchase of whatever it is you your little dice heart finds at this website. And there is a lot to find, trust me, because I've spent a lot of money here, too. So, yeah, do it and save yourself 10% off. And while you're at it, you can switch to the website... Nixie Gaming and save yourself 10% off a pretty badass GameCube controller for your Switch.
1: You know, the other thing is they also have a docking station I found the other day uh, that allows you to plug multiple multiple USB items into it. And it also is compatible with the Steam Deck.
0: Yeah, so, you know, go over there and save yourself 10% off by using the promo code LOZ lore not lure lore <laughs> yeah do it go get some dice and a controller that's it that's all that's all i got
1: okay <laughs> well on that case i guess it's time for us to go to the end of the episode Well, here we are at the end of the episode. Nope, that was terrible. <laughs> I you're from like Pirates of the Caribbean or something. Yard.
0: I mean, that kind of did sound more like the remake merchant, though, because <laughs> he kind of had that um, like British accent.
1: Yeah, he kind of like had a It was kind of like a European-British. It was a weird combination effect. I liked it, though. Yeah. So here we are. We're going to talk about some RE4 remake. Ariel... The floor is yours because You're gushing over it
0: (laughs) Well first we're gonna just List the Characters and the B.O.W.s However Daniel is gonna talk about some new ones Okay So just to list them I'm not gonna go into them Because they're the same as the original We have Leon Kennedy Ashley Graham Ada Wong Louis Sarah Ingrid Hunnigan Ramon Salazar Batoris Mendez Jack Krauser, Osmond Sadler, Albert Wesker, the merchant, Mario Fernandez Castano. <laughs> and poor guy, doesn't really get a name. Newbie Officer. <laughs> and Mike.
1: Just Mike.
0: Yeah, he's the helicopter pilot.
1: I love how we've never gotten Mike's last name. <laughs> Just Mike. Just Mike.
0: Doesn't have one. So, yeah, it is the same as the original. Though, yes, there are, you know, they say different things, but it doesn't matter. They're the same. So I'm not going to go into any of them. Daniel?
2: Uh, Daniel and I just left the building. No, you didn't. You're still fucking here. (laughs) Mentally, I left. But this will be covering the B.O.W.'s. But if you do want to listen to the information on the B.O.W.'s, from the original as well as characters from the original that will be on episode 29, titled RE4 Characters and B.O.W.s in season 1. What was he saying? So that way, the, like the character information they don't get from this one. As far as B.O.W.s go, you have the Arana, the Armaduras, the Chainsaw Man, the Chainsaw Sisters, the Comillos, Del Lago, El Gigante, The Ganados, The Ganado Desnuscado, it's always a fun one to pronounce, The Garradors, The Guandanas, Iron Maidens, Novistadors, Plagas, Queen Plagas, Regenerators, and The Verdugo, and then also The Seekers, but they're not really BOWs, they're more like mechanized tech, so... If you want to call them biological then i don't know what your definition of tech is <laughs> but the new ones um is the brute which is a stronger and tougher version of the normal ganado you have two variants the hammer variant which wields a sledgehammer and wears a mask made from the head of cattle such as a bull You also have the crossbow variant, which wields a crossbow and wears a boar's head. They actually replaced the Gatling Man from the original. And then the other one is the Mandabula, which is originally known as Plaga B in the original. That is what I have on B.O.W.s until the holidays. (laughs) Nice.
1: So, we're done, Ariel.
0: Oh, okay. Gush. No,
1: no, gush.
0: You said we're done, so. Where do I even begin?
1: At the beginning, usually.
0: Usually. So, okay, before I gush on and on about why I loved this, let me first say some things that I didn't like or just weren't very fond of which isn't very much, so you don't have to listen to me for very long on this. So, one thing I wasn't a huge fan of was now, like, okay, in the original, you just get ammo drop. I mean, yeah, there's other stuff, but it's ammo. And this one, yeah, you can get some ammo, but now... It's how they have the newer versions of Resident Evil, and you have gunpowder and everything else, and you have to make your own ammo, or you have the ability to make your own ammo. Why I didn't like it, it just, ugh, okay? takes up way more of your uh, inventory space. You have to have both parts to make the ammo, Whereas in the original, you just got the ammo. <laughs> it didn't like you know make or break the game for me. I just wasn't very fond of it, and it's not a huge thing. I just preferred that. Yeah, made it easier for me just getting the ammo.
1: Before you go on your next one, I liked this, but I didn't for the same reasons you didn't. It takes up ammo. Sp- it takes up inventory space, but I did like it because of the interchangeability. Now I don't have to rely on maybe some handgun ammo dropping or maybe some shotgun ammo dropping. I can just fucking make it. I don't have to wait for it to drop. But it does become annoying because the better the gun, the more expensive it is to make ammo for, which means the more shit you gotta carry, which means more inventory space wasted.
0: Yeah. Yeah that's that's solely why and it's not a huge thing that I'm like oh my god I absolutely hated it that's just something I just wasn't very fond of another thing I wasn't very fond of was the treasure drop now the spinals you don't sell you can use them to get other stuff and it was weird to me and then now, like, instead of getting the broken butterfly with the little glass shards that you put into it, now it's like, oh, well, you can do this, this, or this, and you can put this color with this one. But if you have these combinations of this thing, it. Okay. Okay. How much? Go back to the simplicity of it. <laughs> and it wasn't awful. I know a lot of people like it, and that's fine. You can like it. I just wasn't very fond of it. That's all. Just wasn't my cup of tea.
1: I liked it. Made it easier for me to sell things more expensive.
0: (laughs) But other than that, okay. So, let's dive into why I love this. So, okay. Starting from the beginning, I'm not going to make this super long. I love how they fixed... The kind, kind of like the oops in the original. He's the very beginning. He didn't just barge into this random guy's house, talk to him in English, and then, you know, shoot him dead because he was clearly upset that you walked into his house. They they kind of fixed that oops, the little thing. I liked that, liked that a lot. I love. How much deeper they went into it. All the characters. Even Leon. Had. They explained a lot more with them. They went into Leon's sort of despair after the Raccoon City incident. After two. They went into what he did more. More they went into his involvement with Krauser more and just everything was more with Ashley I love what they did with her okay she isn't that annoying little that you just can't wait to get rid of she was an actual person now I feel like She wasn't annoying and whiny, and she was actually more helpful. You get more of a bond between Leon and Ashley.
1: And she's not constantly hitting on him.
0: I mean, I don't really blame OG Ashley (laughs) for hitting on Leon. But, you know, regardless, she, she was a lot more of a likable character in the remake. A lot more likable character. Lewis. they did him way more justice in the remake you actually get more time with him now all of a sudden he's in the mines with you he's helping you along you get more of a feel for Lewis. so when his death scene comes it hits that much harder
1: I feel like it hits even harder now because it's Krauser that delivers the blow.
0: Well, I was going to get to that, yeah. You're right. Because now it's not just Sadler and his weird little tentacle. It's (laughs) Krauser now. And it, it hits different. Just hits so different now. Every character had more meaning to them. Even Krauser. It explains about the Operation Javier. And his resentment after that. Like they go deep in the remake. And I love it because I love a story. And I love. Well, I just I love the graphics. Everything is just breathtakingly terrifying all the enemies now are just even more terrifying the whole difficulty even they upped the difficulty on this they upped the everything just everything was better they did an amazing job i'm so glad that they did re4 justice i'm so glad that they went in this direction. From the RE3 remake, where they unfortunately cut a lot of things that shouldn't have been cut. They didn't do that in this. They cut a few things, but it wasn't anything that was huge, and they added. And I loved that. I love that they did RE4 justice. They did a great, phenomenal job on the remake. And another thing I want to add before, you know, because there's just, I could be here for hours talking about it. I loved that they played on the insanity of the religion. They they really played up that zealous, zealot, Los Illuminados. Like, they really played it up in this, and I loved that. I loved seeing that, that they were very much sticking to the religious aspect of this. I love that they really played up the whole cult thing. Yeah. Cult fanatic or whatever it is you want to call it. They made Sadler insane with his ideologies. Yeah. And I loved that. I loved it. It played into it so well.
1: I love the fact that you can find more notes about Sadler Salazar you can find more notes about these characters.
0: Oh, yeah, because with Sarah and Lewis mm-hmm. and everything else, yeah, you get more information. Loose ends are tied up with Ada. Yep. And they actually made Ada in this seem like, you know, an actual person. Yeah. <laughs> because, yeah, she is very much out for herself, but she does look after Leon. Which she exhibited in this a lot more with the giving him the information and, you know, telling basically Wesker that Leon's helping her. That, that That's protecting him. Yeah. And all this other stuff making Ada seem like an actual person in this. And with the whole, oh, okay, I'm not giving this to Wesker in the end because of his insanity.
1: Well, it explains why Ada and Wesker are enemies at this point. After this.
0: Well, yeah, and I love because it made her seem like a real person. Mm-hmm. Ada isn't heartless, but she's portrayed as heartless because she wouldn't help Leon out that much. And you could argue that, well, she's keeping him alive to be more useful for her but Ada can very much do things on her own she doesn't need Leon to help her
1: well and it's one of those things where they tried to portray it in the beginning when Ada was first announced as a character and we first saw her and so on and so forth but this is the game where they really got to portray it which is Ada is an agent okay she is an agent of secret organizations or and skill sets she can only do so much for Leon without coming across like she's betraying her employer. She can't walk around directly with Leon and help him every second of the way because that's not what her employer wants and it, you know, any good secret agent would be able to recognize, I can't do that or my mission's going to be in jeopardy and so is my quote-unquote loyalty
0: but even Ada like doesn't give a flying fuck she's willing to betray Wesker and that's not for Leon either that's for the insanity of Wesker which I loved that they showed before five Mm-hmm. because in five Wesker is very much insane
1: it's all downhill from here
0: <laughs> and I love that glimpse of it in four
1: it makes sense to have it seen somewhere before five because it's just out of the blue when the original five came out.
0: I love that they put that in there as a little nod to Wesker and five. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, I think we could gush on and on, but maybe we should see save some of this for the comparison episode.
0: I suppose. Like I said, I could gush on for hours, <laughs> but I wholeheartedly love the way they did the remake wholeheartedly. Yep. It was
1: good. Right. You ready for some Easter eggs to wrap this episode up?
0: Yep. Afterwards, we'll do our ratings. Of course. After the Easter eggs.
1: So, our first Easter egg is the church bells. So, at the beginning of the game, when you enter the village and you realize, oh my God, I'm getting overrun with ridiculous amounts of swarms. So these, uh, Infected villagers Uh, You can Defend yourself until the church bell rings Obviously same as the first game However In this one if you get Just in the right area Inside a house on the left side Of the square Climb up you can see the church from where you're standing And if you shoot the bell from there You'll automatically make them go away I thought that was the coolest shit in the world Yeah (laughs) So Nasty's rig We Won't spend too much time on But it's a returning favorite Salazar's throne You can still sit in Salazar's throne And he does the exact same pose As the original RE4 As a nod (laughs) (laughs) So the next one Doggy rescue I was so excited when we did this Okay So in the original game, you would go through and find the dog almost immediately and save him. However, the entire time this was being announced and being shown, we never got to see the dog. Heck, some people were like, the dog's not even in it.
0: Oh, no, they fucking showed the dog dead.
1: Yeah, dog was dead exactly where he was supposed to be in the, re- in the original. However, later on... In chapter three, we find our canine companion and we're able to save him again. And if you do, he will help you out in the final boss fight in that area, which is El Gigante. So our puppy makes a return.
0: I was so happy. <laughs> so happy.
1: So uh, this is Ariel's favorite Easter egg, and it returned in this one. Uh, Rar, says the lake monster. <laughs>
0: how is this my favorite easter egg
1: it's not it's your least favorite but it's the one i got you the best with (laughs) so in chapter four of the new game if you uh go to the lake and before you kill the lake monster you shoot several times into the lake while you're staying on the dock you'll get a nice little um surprise like we did in the original lake monster will jump up and make you his snack which is wonderful. Next Easter egg is a callback all the way to RE2. So, do you remember Lieutenant Marvin?
0: Yeah, poor guy.
1: Did you notice something with the combat knife we use through most of the game?
0: It breaks.
1: That is also the same (laughs) combat knife That Lieutenant Marvin gave us an RE2. And if you read the description for it. It even references Leon's time. As Raccoon City Police Department.
0: So he's kept this knife this whole time. Mm I like that little nod.
1: So our next one is a. Easter egg that dates back all the way to the original. PlayStation release of RE1. So in the original, Jill Valentine uh, is given a lockpick tool by Barry and she calls her. Sorry. And he calls her the master of unlocking. This exact same dialogue reference is said by Ashley herself. Uh, When you send her to unlock a door from the other side, Ashley will say... Master of Unlocking. So, the next one is the Kendo Gun Shop. So, in RE2, we know Robert Kendo runs the the gun store in Raccoon City. He gets attacked by zombies and he drops dead. We know that what happens to him in the RE remake too, which is kind of sad. However, your starting pistol in the RE4 remake has an Easter egg referencing kendo if you examine the gun a kendo is written on the barrel this was not a detail that was included in the original re4 but they did want to include it in this one because it was one of the they left kind of left out of the original so i think that's pretty cool so uh merchant music ariel was the one to point this out right away So if you wait beside the merchant for a while, there is a chance that he will hum the original RE4 save screen soundtrack. And Ariel was the one that pointed it out when I stood there and I was messing with something or is trying to read something. And she goes, is that the original RE4 soundtrack he's humming? I was like, holy shit, she's right. (laughs) So the next one is a speed charm. And this is in reference to the striker shotgun that was in the original RE4. The speed charm is in reference to the fact that you could use, you can move faster while using the striker gun. And a lot of speedrunners would use it to finish the games quicker. Now it is used as a charm on the attache case. Then it is called the Speed Charm, and it is the Striker Shotgun. It's a little nod to the speedrunners of RE4
2: days.
1: (laughs) So another Easter egg is the Mafia Reload. So if you equip the Chicago Sweeper and reload four times while aiming, you will see Leon do a Mafia-style dance that we've never seen before. It's a different look than the original RE4 game.
0: I remember he'd, like, take his, like, cap off and (laughs) put it back on.
1: (laughs) Milady. (laughs) Uh, But that's all the RE4 Easter eggs I have at the moment. Because I'm sure there'll be more.
0: So, okay, just one more thing. One more thing. So, you know, in the original when you follow the sound of the knocking, when you first meet Lewis. hmm uh-huh. And it was him knocking on, like, the, the cabinet door, or the armoire door, when he was in. And in the remake, you hear the same knocking, but you follow it, and it's an asshole nailing boards to the floor.
1: <laughs> I remember that. I was so pissed when that happened.
0: I'm like, oh, that was awesome.
1: Mm-hmm. <laughs> this motherfucker.
0: (laughs) That was awesome because that was just a subtle little change that was hilarious (laughs) because you're expecting Lewis. And yes, Lewis is underneath there, but he's not the one banging. (laughs) And And it
1: was the exact same pattern of knocking.
0: Yeah, I loved it because it was just a funny change. A funny little change and I loved it because you weren't expecting it. You were Mm, expecting Lewis banging.
1: I I was... Expecting a lot of things during this game that I didn't get, but did get in a different way. (laughs) Uh, Well, with that being said, it's time for some ratings. So we're going to start with Ariel.
0: Five out of five, Leon's. If I could give it more, I would. A hundred out of five, a thousand out of five. They did the remake justice. Hands down, they did it justice. They did it great, amazing, phenomenal. I absolutely loved it. Five out of five.
1: Three cheers. Hip hip
0: hooray. I know. I didn't. Nobody asked you. This is mine. (laughs) Comment on your own.
1: All right, Daniel, what do you got?
2: I'm going to be a pain, so I'm going to go with four out of five Rebecca's. Because
0: Rebecca wasn't in it. Mm. That's part
2: of the reason. Yeah, Uh, I will give it that there is. That's probably why it's lost one. But uh, yeah, story's good as always. Uh, the number of B.O.W.'s, because I like mostly the non-humanoid ones but even then they stretched out the humanoid ones as much as they could with the different Plagas versions and and then of course Delago. So you're giving it
1: one less star because of a name you can't pronounce? <laughs> no. I said I was giving
2: one less star because no Rebecca. Oh my god.
0: So, Lago means lake Spanish, okay Lake 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 lago
1: Oh my god, no (laughs) (laughs) Lake lake All these years and I never knew that It's just lake 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 All just power Well, I'm going to give it three stars because of that.
0: <laughs> the door.
1: <laughs> um, honestly, I'm going to give it five stars. It's five stars. I'm going to give it five out of five hunks. However, I do have one complaint. Normal difficulty didn't feel very normal. I've been playing all kinds of games my whole life. And I've even played Dark Souls games on normal difficulty. And this one was very give and take with its difficulty on normal. Sometimes you'd walk through and you'd massacre all room people and go, okay, it was kind of easy. And then you'd run into the zombie-wielding maniacs or the dudes with giant ass hammers. And you'd go, what the fuck did I do wrong?
0: <laughs> zombie wielding maniacs.
1: Sorry, okay. Chainsaw? Chainsaw. Don't say a thing.
0: They zombie be- wielding. They, picked they just picked up a zombie. They just picked up a zombie.
1: in it, people. Uh, this is how much I hated it. Uh, no.
0: <laughs> yeah,
1: no. You'd get to these certain areas with these certain enemies. And it would just be ridiculously hard. And you'd stand there and go, what the fuck? So... That's my only complaint, honestly, was is that the normal didn't feel normal. Easy is too easy. Hard was too hard, and normal was just... There wasn't an actual, like, okay, here's... This is normal. It was... These areas are going to be too easy. These play areas are going to be too hard. Figure it out. <laughs> only complaint. Still, though, five out of five.
0: Yeah, as much as I... <laughs> I love Resident Evil. Always have, always will. I'm not saying I'm like the world's greatest gamer. By any means. Because I'm not. I still love playing them. Woo, that difficulty. (laughs) (laughs) But I appreciate it because they made it darker. They made it more terrifying. Everything was dark. So why not make it harder? To give it more of a... Uh, feel so I can appreciate it
1: that's why I can't take a star away because it's not like they purposely messed it up it's just a complaint for me which it's kind of like Daniel's complaint with Rebecca it doesn't really mean much
0: well I mean <laughs> same with my complaint about the no I have to craft ammo mm. <laughs> I mean it's whatever I clearly was you know whatever about it since I still absolutely loved it
1: yeah you get over it <laughs>
0: It's just kind of like a meh, and then you move on.
1: But that's it. That's it for the RE4 Remake episode. Uh,
0: Yes, if there is for some reason any of you out there that have not played it yet, play it now.
1: Also, don't listen to this episode because it's a massive spoiler episode.
0: And if you did, go play it anyways.
1: (laughs) Uh, Well, that's it for this episode. So, thank you all for listening. Tune in next week. Bye there. Bye. Thanks for joining us tonight on the Resident Evil Lurecast. We hope you enjoyed it. If you did, tell a friend, leave a comment, and a review. If you want to keep chatting with us about all things Resident Evil, you can find us on the Robots Radio Discord. You can also chat with us at relurecast on Twitter. Till next time, stay safe out there. And remember, We might have something that might interest you, stranger.